0: The goal in all of this, in raising our kids, a goal here is simple. We want our families to accurately portray God.
1: Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple.
0: Hi, this is Jim Scudder. Welcome to this Monday, April 17th edition to In Grace. We are at the teaching ministry of the Quinton Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois. And In Grace is the media ministry that promotes the gospel, promotes the message of hope, the message of the scriptures. And so we're thankful that you're listening today, either to the radio program or the podcast. And we're going to talk about a series. The theme is Raising Great Kids. And the series is titled Raising Great Kids. You know, sometimes parents feel like they, you know, all of a sudden these kids are on the scene and they don't have an instruction manual. Well, we actually do. The Bible contains instructions on how to raise kids. And so we're going to dig into that today. We're going to look at both in the Old and New Testament how God instructs us as parents to raise kids kids, and not just kids, but great kids. Kids that, first of all, are taught about God and His ways. And our biggest prayer, as Karen and I raised two daughters, was that they would know Jesus themselves, that they would accept the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. And both of our kids did, but we prayed that a lot when they were really little. And then we also prayed that they would serve the Lord, that they would not just know Him as Savior, but then know him more and more and more every day. And that's what the series is going to help you with, a series that will go through 12 different parts. And, and I think it will really help you or maybe prepare you to help someone else. Uh, you know, maybe you don't have kids or or maybe you're older and your kids are grown, but you're going to have people coming into your life that you can help with this. So we're going to be going through all of this today, and I'm really, really excited about it. One other thing that I want to mention, we have a lot of really great travel opportunities here at InGrace. We've done these wonderful trips to Israel. We go all the time, and I've been there over 20 times. We're going again in February of 2024. So if you'd like to go to Israel, I'll tell you something about InGrace Israel trips. They are comprehensive. They cover a lot of Israel. We get into a lot of the sites that some tours don't go to. We try to go to authentic sites. So, we're not going to shops and shrines. We're trying to go to places that look and feel as they would have in the time of Christ and are are very, very close or exactly at the locations that these things happen. I'll tell you what these Israel trips will do for you. It will change the way that you know God and the way that you read the scriptures. Now, I'm not saying you have to go to Israel in order to know God or to to read your Bible, but it will give you such an advantage once you've seen it, once you've been there and you experience the Bible in the place that it was written. It, It kind of goes from... standard definition to high definition when you're reading the Bible. So consider a trip to Israel. We are going in February and you're invited. Go to InGraceRadio.com and click on travel. We also are going to Alaska on a cruise. We call it the InGrace Creation Cruise, July 9th through the 16th of this year, and we would love for you to come along. No COVID requirements anymore. This is the time to cruise Alaska. We have a great creation speaker, some great music. I'll be there, my wife, uh, sharing on the ship in the evening. Evenings, and we would love for you to come. In Graceradio.com, click on travel, and there you'll see both of our upcoming trips. We're going to be talking about raising great kids. And one of the things that I want to do in this series is answer your questions or talk about your scenarios, things that are happening in your life, questions that you have about raising kids. But this series, Raising Great Kids, is going to be something that I think is a very, very, very needed topic. Whether or not you have children, or maybe your children are grown, maybe you haven't had children yet, or maybe you never will, I still think this is an important series to know what the Bible says about the family and to know what the Bible says about raising kids. This is one of the hardest, challenging aspects of life. It really is raising kids. But it's also one of the most rewarding and profitable things that you'll ever do. Most people that I've met in the world are very happy if they raise their kids and they never go to jail. They're thrilled with that. I'm so happy my kids aren't in jail. Well, as Christians, shouldn't we want more than that? Shouldn't we want our kids not just to be not in jail, but to love God and want to serve God? Isn't that what our heart should be and what our goal should be? We want our kids to know that they're accountable to God, that there is a God, that God cares about us and loves us, but also has certain parameters that we have to live within. And if we don't live within those parameters, we're hurting ourselves and we're hurting other people. It's teaching them that once they leave your house, although they're no longer accountable to you, they are always accountable to God. I want this series to inspire all of us, not just parents, but all of us, to care more about people that are raising children to pray for them more. Do you have a time in prayer for some families that you know that are raising kids? You need to. Think about that and let's pray for families. The families under attack like never before. From the National Center for Drug Abuse Statistics come these troubling numbers. 7.1 million Teenagers report having drank alcohol in the last month in our country. Over a quarter of eighth graders have abused alcohol at least once. Listen to this. 61.5% of teens have abused alcohol by the 12th grade. 21.3% of eighth graders have tried illicit drugs at least once. By the time they're in the 12th grade, almost half of teens have tried illicit drugs. And sadly, nearly 5,000 Americans from 15 to 24 have died of an overdose of illicit drugs in a year. Overdose deaths due to opioids have increased 500% among 15 to 24-year-olds since 1999. I mean, that's unbelievable, what's happening in our society with substance abuse. Teen suicides have increased 26% since 2013, according to the United Health Foundation. Why do we need to produce godly offspring? Is that so that we can have less societal problems? No, Because we want to accurately portray God. Now, we will have less societal problems. We'll have less suicides and abuse of substances, alcohol and drugs, if we have godly offspring, but that's not the goal. The goal in all of this, in raising our kids, a goal here is simple. We want our families to accurately portray God. You say, how, why, what are you talking about? Well, think about our God. We have one God in a triune nature. He is one God, but in Father, Son, and Spirit. You have in Father, Son, and Spirit perfect harmony and unity. Now, if we were created by this triune God, perfect in harmony and unity, wouldn't you expect that he wants us, his chief creation, to reflect that triunity and triune harmony in our families. So you have the father, you have the mother, and you have the children. And we are to model God's unity. And we shouldn't have dysfunction and fighting and rebellion and sassing and disrespect in our families as people of God. Now... You might have gotten saved later in life, your children were older, you've just started learning about the Bible, and your kids are teenagers. Listen, no one has arrived. We had our own challenges with our children. I'm thankful to say that our children walk with God as adults. I'm thankful to say that. I'm not saying we have all the answers, but I know the Bible does. I am so excited to be able to talk about raising great kids. And we can. We can. We can produce godly offspring. We can produce children that know God and love God and fear God and serve God. It's possible. God created humans. He created us to live in families. And family relationships are important to God. And most people do what they think is best when raising their kids. You know, did your kids come with a owner's manual? Yeah, <laughs> there they are. Like, whoa, what am I going to do with this thing? So some parents try to do it with just whatever makes sense, whatever they think is right. Some parents care more and they decide to read books. And there's nothing wrong with books unless they're from a humanist perspective. Okay, be very careful about child raising books or blogs or whatever if they don't have a biblical basis, okay? Don't let some humanist tell you how to raise your kids because you're not gonna do it correctly. And what we're gonna do in this first message of the Raising Great Kids series is we're gonna go through some Bible verses about the family. And as we go through these verses, I wanna help us focus on the relational aspects of a godly family unit. How can our family, my marriage, my parenting, how can that reflect God's glory? How can that bring God glory? As we are unified and in harmony in our families, how can that uh, be a testimony to God's goodness and God's grace? to a world of dysfunction. So that's what we're looking for. We're not looking to have the perfect, hallmark, ending family. But we're looking to say, listen, God has created us. Here is an instruction manual. We actually do have one. So let's follow that. Let's not follow the humanistic teachings of psychology. And so what we're gonna deal with What we're gonna talk about, a lot of this goes against what the world will tell you. The world will tell you something like this. Spanking is child abuse, okay? They'll tell you that. Is spanking child abuse? I think it could be if misdone, but certainly it wasn't until our recent society that anyone has ever heard of not spanking kids in the world. It's only in the last decades that all of a sudden this is looked down upon, we've had some of our greatest presidents that got spanked. Now, we never do it in anger. We never abuse. We never hurt permanently. But certainly the Bible talks about it. And I really believe if you don't do this, then you're abusing your kids. It's the simple concept of temporary pain in the place that God designed that's perfect for this, if you know what I'm saying, will save sometimes a whole life of hurt.
1: Discover how faith and leadership play a role in modern politics with Mike Pompeo's new book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. When you give a gift of any amount to InGrace this week, Jim Scudder will send you a signed copy of this incredible book, Mr. Pompeo shares how his deep belief in God gave him strength in times of crisis and provided him with a moral compass that never wavered. Never Give an Inch is also a testimony to the power of faith and its ability to transform lives and nations. Your gift of any amount to InGrace will help more people experience that kind of faith in their own lives. To get your signed copy of Never Give an Inch and support InGrace's mission, call now 800-78-GRACE or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047.
0: Let's say you have a seven-year-old, and you tell them not to run across the busy road. And they do. Because you haven't trained them to listen to you, to obey you. And they have a tragedy that happens out of that. Did you know that you're the adult? That you are in charge? Did you know that? So many parents don't seem to know that. And they don't take charge. And I'm not talking about being a dictator. I'm talking about loving them to death, not spoiling them. We're going to get into all of these things. spoiling is you just give them whatever they want. That's the grandparents' responsibilities, not the parents'. It's true. It's true. But it's setting boundaries. It's having fun with them. It is giving them your attention, teaching them in a real-life situation. I'm talking about from the youngest to the oldest in your home, teaching them by example. They're looking for reality, They're not looking for a perfect parent. They're looking for a parent that will put down the device and turn off the TV and focus on them. Well, what are we going to do? I don't know. Think of something. Spend time with your kids. Talk with your kids. Once I had someone tell me that his kids didn't turn out right because he couldn't afford to take them to major sporting events. And I said, listen, it has nothing to do with how much you have. And if you never have taken them to a major sporting event, they're probably going to be better off. Okay, But that's not it. It's you caring about them, you loving them, you spending time with them, you talking with them. Every time you do that, you're putting love in the bank and you're putting it in the bank and you're putting it in the bank. But then when you have to correct them, when you have to discipline them, when you have to spank them, they need to be convinced that you're doing it out of love. That they are 100% positive you care deeply about them. Now, I know mom and dad used to say to me, you know, we spank you because we love you. Like, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me at the time, necessarily. I know it's true after raising our children. So what does the Bible have to say about all of this? Well, we're gonna start in Genesis 18. It says in verse 19, For I know him, that he will command his children, this is speaking of Abraham and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord. It's a beautiful thing when there's a family and you have obedient children. You have children that listen and children that obey mom and dad and keep the way of the Lord. That's how you can do something great for God is produce offspring that know him, love him, and serve him to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. Now, did all of these people that we read in the Bible do a great job? No, actually, there were some horrible parents in the Bible. But we need to listen to what God has to say, and there should be this idea that our children obey us, our children listen to us, that they can't just be disrespectful, that they can't be rebellious. I don't know if you remember the things that dad used to teach on this, but he would say this. You don't spank if it's an accident. So what's an accident? Well, they were clumsy and something broke. Okay, so what do you do if they're clumsy and they broke a lamp in the house? What do you do? If you don't believe it was rebellion, teach them a lesson. Okay, so what what would the lesson be? They pay for a new lamp. Okay, they pay for a new lamp. Oh, my kids can't afford to pay for a new lamp. Well, then you need to teach them how to work well, how do I do that? You teach them how to work, you know? You can assign them jobs. You should have assigned them jobs. They should be working if they're old enough. How old? I don't know. One, two? No. (laughs) Whenever you think they can start doing some things, simple things. Simple things. And some of the things they shouldn't get paid for, but other things they should, and then they'll have some money to pay for that lamp that they accidentally broke. But you're teaching them responsibility, right? Now, What if they've broken the lamp three times and it's because they're playing ball in the house and you've told them three times not to do that? Rebellion. Okay. They'll pay for the lamp, but they'll pay for it in a different spot. You're the adult. You're in charge. You're the one that's supposed to be setting an example, too, but also you're telling them what to do and you don't need to have five counts and 10 counts. Okay. Tell them what they should do. Tell them when they should do it. Obviously, you have to make sure that they have the capacity to do what you're telling them to do, but certainly, you're the adult and you're the one that's supposed to be in charge, okay? And this is true of Abraham, and he, according to the Lord, would keep his children and his household after him and to follow in the ways of the Lord. Hopefully, that's what we all want. And then we turn to the next book of the Bible in Exodus chapter 20. In verse 12, we read, This, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God hath giveth thee. Is this the truth today? I think it is. Does this mean that you have to be obedient to your mom and dad after you're an adult? No. It's talking about honor, though, isn't it? Honor. Honoring your parents. Obeying your parents when you're in the home. Honoring them after you're out of the home. Okay, Isn't this interesting? It says, that thy days may be long upon the land. Why should you honor your parents? Because they brought you into existence. It's that simple. Ah, my parents weren't this or that. They brought you into existence, honor them, care for them, take care of them. When they need help in their older years, help them out. Continue to honor them and God has a blessing upon that. We continue in Scripture looking for places that God teaches about family and children, and this is a really neat one, because this is where you can set the tone in the home. And dads especially, dads especially, you can set the tone in your home. In Joshua 24, verse 15, it says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served, which were on the other side of the flood, talking about the idolatry and the paganism, the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me, Joshua says, and my house, we will serve the Lord. So you really have a choice, and you're going to set that tone. You're going to set that example in your house to say, hey, we're going to serve the Lord. And I love that. And I kind of made fun of live, laugh, love signs recently, but this one's good. This one's really good. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And say, listen, this is how it's gonna be. We're gonna love God, we're gonna serve God, we're gonna fear God, and that's what we're gonna do as a house. You have that responsibility as a parent to say that and set that example. And we continue through scripture, we come to Psalm 103. I love this one, in verse 13. Like as a father pitieth his children, don't think of this as, takes pity on, but the word really means compassionate or merciful. So as a father is compassionate or pitieth his children, so the Lord has compassion or pitieth them that fear him. And wouldn't it make sense if God is our father, if we've accepted Christ as Savior, and he's our creator, that there would be some similarities in our relationships and our relationship with him. It would make sense. We call him father, right? Abba. And so we should be able to look at families and let's say a father-son or father-daughter relationship and see the model of what we should have with our Heavenly Father. Because here's the comparison that the psalmist is making between spiritual and earthly. We're going to pause there. We'll pick up right there tomorrow on our Tuesday edition of In Grace. And if you want to get that series, the entire Raising Great Kids series, uh, you can contact us here at ingraceradio.com or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. On Friday, we're going to be featuring a special interview I did with Secretary Mike Pompeo. Uh, We had him at Quinton Road Baptist Church recently, and I sat down with him live on stage and asked him a bunch of questions. After reading his book, Never Give an Inch, I was so impressed with his story of faith, his story. Stories of dealing with dictators and being a, a director of the CIA and all of the things that he was involved with. And he said God led him along the way. You need to read his book, and we would love to send it to you for a gift of any amount. We're going to send you Mike Pompeo's book, Never Give an Inch Fighting for the America I Love. I really love spending time with him, getting to know him, having him at our church. You need to read this book. Contact us and get your copy for a gift of any amount to In Grace.
1: Don't forget, when you give a gift of any amount to InGrace, Jim Scudder will send you a signed copy of Mike Pompeo's incredible new book. Never Give an Inch is a testimony to the power of faith and its ability to transform lives and nations. To support InGrace and get your signed copy, call now 800-78-GRACE or order on our secure website ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on Ingrace Radio.